there is a very powerful feeling for a young person to be like, I can do this. I've got this. I am in charge of this. And and knowing that that is kind of unique for whatever age you're at to be able to do that. Um, But it also just breeds this trust between parent and kid that like, I trust that you're able to do that. And the kid feels like, wow, my parent trusts me to be able to do it. So linking those two things, I think is, is really key. And we talk about that with chores too, right? When you show us that you can do your chores and you get, you know, in our house, you get the new birthday chore. You also get this new privilege because as you're growing in responsibility, we are also increasing your freedom. Welcome to Raising Adults, the groundbreaking parenting podcast that starts with the end in mind. We're your co-hosts, Dina Thayer and Kira Dorian. We created future-focused parenting to take families from surviving to thriving. So join us as we help you stop raising kids and start raising adults. Hello, future-focused parents. Welcome back to another episode of Raising Adults. Kira's over there in her laundry room, and I am here recording literally in a coat closet. This is what it's come (laughs) to, people. But you know what? The sound is great, and I'm cozy. All right? So that's what's happening. And we are excited to be back with you again today. We've had a couple of great milestones in the last few months with our 100th episode and just seeing some great increases in downloads. We're loving the engagement with you all. Thank you to those of you who've become members and joined the FFP family. It's just been a really fun time. And as we continue into this new year, we have a couple of other exciting things to share with you really quick. And then we're going to dive into today's topic, which is is fostering responsibility and how we help our kids develop that sense of being responsible for things and tasks and their own roles in our family. So this should be a really good conversation. But first, I do want to make you aware of a new program that we're rolling out. And Kira and I just recently recorded a program on parental unity. So parenting on the same page. And we have found this topic really bump up in popularity in recent months. I think that makes sense with everything people have been going through, that it's really become evident. I think some of the current situation has just made those gaps in our parental unity more evident because now we were with each other so much more in those first several months with stay-at-home orders and all of those things that come with the pandemic. But beyond that, what a great time then to lay a foundation to do this better even going forward. So what we did is we've recorded it with the slideshow so you can see all the slides with the information on them. Point by point, we build a great acronym with a lot of steps toward parental unity. You know, I love those acronyms as the word nerd. So (laughs) You can't you can't do future focused parenting without I mean, acronyms. I mean FFP it's, is an it's acronym. already it's already there. So I just want to really recommend that you get your hands on this. And Kira's gonna tell you how to find it, but I just wanna implore you. This is such an important topic. And I wanna say to those of you who may have a more unique family structure, this is still for you. So single parents, blended families, parents who have other caregivers involved, when you can provide that cohesion and that togetherness in your parenting, it helps so much. So even other adults who are involved in your kid's life, getting on the same page about what are the values here? What are the things we're parenting toward? It just helps so much. So I can't recommend this program enough. It's 
hopefully going to be really helpful to all of you. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we ran that episode of Parenting on the Same Page over the break, and we told you that was like dipping a toe into this program. So if you like that episode and you want more, you can find it on our new and exciting website. We have the most amazing brand new website. It does all the things that I never figured out how to do, <laughs> building building a website on marshmallows and toothpicks, as I have done. It's like the real deal. It's like a real fancy person's website. Like we're fancy now. <laughs> and so if you go to futurefocusedparenting.com, you can find everything. Um, you can listen to the show there. Our transcripts are on there. Everything is now transcribed and up on the website. So if you prefer to read an episode, it's available to you. You can also access all of our digital resources. They're all in one spot, which is so fantastic. Our members can actually access our Patreon stuff on there. I mean, it's phenomenal. So if you go to the website, click on digital resources, that's where you'll be able to find the new program. And that is futurefocusedparenting.com. You can also check out membership while you're there. And just a special shout out to our newest member, Kate. Thank you so much for joining us. We are so happy to have you as part of our family. And I cannot tell you, you guys, I've seen some of just the beta pages of this website. I'm so excited for you because I think it also makes the user's experience better. It's just the navigation is easy. It looks really clean and fun. So we're, we're really excited about it. Please go visit our website, even if you just want to peek at it, because it's awesome. Yes. And shout out to Eric Luce for designing yes, it. Yes, Eric. And you can check him out at ericluce.com. All right. Should we talk responsibility? Yes, please. This is a, I love this topic so much. This is such a huge, huge value in our home. And I know it is in yours too. So I'm excited to get, I even have bullet points today. This should tell you how much <laughs> I value this topic because usually Dina comes with like neatly organized thoughts, as you know, because you hear me rabbit trail. And I actually came with neatly organized thoughts today. Now I will likely still rabbit trail, <laughs> but <laughs> Most of what I say will hopefully be neatly organized today. That is amazing. And that does, that really tells us how important it is to you when you're like, I am determined to get some points out and I'm not just going to go on that cute walk and hike that you always like to take us on, which I, 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 I quite relish the walks. I need them. So they're very important, but I'm glad to hear that. I'm excited to hear your points. And I do think this is a really fun one because it also feels like a little bit of an homage to like early raising adults. Can we say that yet? We're not that old, but you know, chores yeah, no, was like totally. one of our first episodes. And and this yeah. really is is linked to that. I mean, chores is one way we help our kids have responsibility, right? So it just feels very sentimental and near and dear to my heart. I think if you're a future focused parent, responsibility is probably one of the things that you're aiming at. And if it's not, I'd like to encourage you to consider maybe it should be because it's such a huge yeah. one. So well, and it's, I mean, if our whole platform is raising adults, right? And so what is the definition of what we would all kind of hope an adult would be is a responsible adult. I mean, you and I say all the time, we don't want kids on our couch at 30. No, thank you. Right. So part of how we don't have that is by raising them to be responsible, which means they're responsible for themselves. They're capable of taking care of themselves. And so that breeding ground happens, you know, while they're home with us. Yes. Well said. So see how I put a period there? Impressive. 
getting better. So you've actually segued me into my why. I mean, this this oh, links good. to my overarching why of raising kids who become adults of character and integrity. And to me, responsibility is a trait that would be encompassed in a person who has strong character, that they're responsible, that they take ownership for the tasks and obligations before them. But also, I think linked with that is some initiative, too, that they're also the person looking for where can I take responsibility that maybe I'm not yet. And so to me, this really links to my overarching why. And it was very important in our household, too. So I couldn't agree more that today is a topic I'm excited about. Yeah, I love that. I mean, my why is very similar. And I think I kind of touched on it already, which is just for me, that is the def- one of the definitions of being an adult is that you're responsible. Mm-hmm. I'm not convinced just because you're over 18 doesn't mean you're actually an adult if you're still financially dependent on your parents at 35 or, you know, you call your parents to get you out of a jam at mm-hmm. 35, 40. Like, I, is that adulthood? I don't I don't really know. I don't know. And I think part of what informs this for me is I've just I've had to be fiercely independent from a young age. You know, my parents like were wonderful emotional supports but i lived in another country right <laughs> you know like i had to i had to be pretty independent there wasn't a lot of like hey can you bail me out of this jam i had to bail myself out of a jam and and even uh, sorry okay here's the rabbit trail ready everyone <laughs> rtd rabbit trail of the day there it is it takes us to rome <laughs> today's today's rabbit trail takes us to rome but when i was 18 i backpacked through europe And I got to Rome, which was my final destination. And I was at the airport about to board the plane. So this was pre 9-11, just FYI, because this wouldn't have happened post 9-11. But I'm literally at the gate with my boarding pass. And I'm Canadian um, by birth. And so I only got my American citizenship in my 20s. So at this point, I'm a Canadian with um, a green card here in the US. And I go to board the plane and they're like, can we see your green card, please? And I was like, oh, nope, don't have that. And they would not let me board the plane. Mm. And uh, so A, not so responsible (laughs) for getting her green card. But B, so I was with a friend and she, her parents flipped out and were like, you're getting on the plane. And so my friend like reluctantly left me in Rome by myself at 18, flew home and I had to figure out where I was going to stay. I had to go to the embassy, get my papers. Like I had to do everything on my own at 18. And I love my parents, but like, what could they do? There wasn't a lot they could do, right? And my instinct was not for them to solve that problem for me. I wanted to solve that for myself. And that's a real source of pride for me, like as an individual to be that responsible, um, even at 18. And I feel it now in my adulthood as well. And so I wanted that for my kids. Yeah. And you know, end of rabbit trail. End of rabbit trail. Here ends today's rabbit trail. And we're back in the U.S. now. (laughs) But, you know, I think it's so true because even when we say all the time, like, we're not trying to raise children, what do we say? We're trying to raise fully functioning, responsible adults. We even put that word in there in terms of the goal of what future-focused parenting is about. So I I think the importance of today's topic really can't be overstated. It's critical. And now we want to give you some kind of tools and tips for how you might go about doing this. So... Kira, why don't you share one or several of yours and tell us what are the things that you did that you found helpful around this? 
Yeah, well, I think one of the things you and I talk about all the time, and I think it's actually critical to this topic, is linking responsibility with freedoms or privileges. Because the reality is in the world, that's how it works. The more responsible you are, the more freedoms you're afforded. Um, And that should be how it happens in the home as well, so that kids adjust to this concept of, I actually have to be responsible in order to get some of these privileges or freedoms. Um, And so I think being able to do that in your home and, and show kids, as you show me that you're responsible for this, I'm going to feel more comfortable giving you freedom in this area because you're showing me that you're responsible. So an example might be, I mean, my kids are virtually learning. At the beginning, we gave them the you know, opportunity to show us they could be responsible for their own schoolwork, and then we didn't have to hover over them. Well, once they were able to show us that they got their work done, they understood how to work all their Zoom meetings, et cetera, et cetera, we started saying, okay, up to your room you go. You are now free to do school at your pace, and we trust that you're going to get that work done. And that's a beautiful thing for a kid to experience, I think. A, that feeling like I talked about, I mean, I know that Rome story was like out of left field, but there is a very powerful feeling for a young person to be like, I can do this. I've got this. I am in charge of this. And, and knowing that that is kind of unique for that whatever age you're at to be able to do that. Um, but it also just breeds this trust between parent and kid that like, I trust that you're able to do that. And the kid feels like, wow, my parent trusts me to be able to do it. So linking those two things, I think, is is really key. And we talk about that with chores too, right? When you show us that you can do your chores and you get, you know, in our house, you get the new birthday chore, you also get this new privilege because as you're growing in responsibility, we are also increasing your freedom. Absolutely. And that really ties to one of the things I wanted to share, which I think this also breeds a sense of ownership in children, that they feel hey, I, I own that job. It's it's mine. There's this sense of, well, like you said, it's something you're really proud of when you look back on that experience in Rome. And I think this really leads to not only strong self-esteem and pride, but just that feeling of overall confidence and capability as well. I'm really mm-hmm. capable of doing these things. And when there are certain tasks that they own or responsibilities that are theirs, there's something really powerful about that. And we want our kids to feel ownership over their lives eventually. That's what we're working towards. So we start by giving them ownership over these other things, right? And we slowly give them ownership over more and more until they really own their life and how they navigate it. So I'm really glad you said that because that was kind of a a perfect little segue there into something I wanted to share. I don't know that we always think in terms of I own my task. Like I, we, you and I talk about this in our business, like owning a process, you know, about the podcast or whatever, yeah. but there is something powerful about that. Like I own that. I'm responsible for making sure it happens from start to finish. And there's something really edifying and gratifying about completing that. And I think we want our kids to feel that because that is a win. Even just that emotional feeling of like, I did that. I'm capable. I'm strong. I'm equipped to do this. I'm confident. That carries with them through life. And I think it helps them see responsibility as a real positive and not a negative. I think sometimes our society kind of views responsibility as this like Debbie Downer thing. Like, oh, I have so many responsibilities. But when we tie it to privileges in maybe a small way with younger kids, like this helps you earn your TV time or whatever it might be, in a larger sense, we're showing them how really responsibility links to freedom. When you are responsible for your life and when you are managing the things you need to manage, it really gives you the freedom to be in charge of your own life and to not have a life that feels really controlled for you, it puts you in the driver's Mm -hmm. seat. And I think that's awesome. Yes, I absolutely love that. We are going to take a really quick break. um, And when we come back, we'll share some more 
thoughts and maybe more rabbit trails. I don't know. We'll see. Are you raising boys? If so, you're probably confused and overwhelmed, at least some of the time. I'm Jennifer L.W. Fink, parent of four boys. And I'm Janet Allison, teacher of many more. We're the co-hosts of On Boys Parenting Podcast, where we explore and explain boy behavior with a healthy dose of humor, insight, and inspiration. We share concrete, life-changing tips that we've discovered over the last 20 years of parenting and teaching boys. You'll also meet leading experts and best-selling authors. With listeners in over 100 countries, On Boys has quickly become a parent favorite. As one mom said, I feel like I'm not alone on this journey when I connect with On Boys. Find On Boys on your favorite podcast platform or subscribe at onboyspodcast.com. Join us for real talk about parenting, teaching, and reaching tomorrow's men. Okay. So what else is on your list, Dina? Because I know that ownership piece tied to something else you want to talk about today. It does. And I think part of what gives ownership is how we lay the foundation for this with little ones. And I just want to be clear. I mean little. You can have a one-year-old with responsibilities in your house. And that, and again, I mean, listen to that chores episode if you want like the nuts and bolts on chores. But even really little people can understand like, that's your job. You can talk to them about like, you get to do this. I mean, my kids had a little, each had their own little bin uh, that they put their toys away in. And it was, they got to pick the color of the bin. Like we made it as fun as we could. But even starting at like, I'm talking pre-verbal toddlerhood, they knew what it meant to go put their toys in their little bin. And that's a very simple thing, but it was, they owned that. And they also knew which toys were theirs, which was really cute. Like they'd put their own stuff in their own bin and and they would get kind of feisty if there was bin crossover. It was pretty funny. But what I what I love about this is that during this time, I was talking about this in a way that led with my vocabulary, which you've heard us say time and time again. I believe in using the word responsibility. You know, it's fine to say, you know, this is your job and these are your chores and we can call things what they are. But I think when we start flexing that vocabulary muscle, our kids get to see, oh, here's what this big, long, hairy word actually means. Here's what it actually looks like. And then I can't also tell you how super cute it is once they absorb that because I loved when my kids would like want to do their job and they'd be like, that's my responsibility. And it was so great. So I never regretted like using those real words. And we talk about this about values too. If you've got big words on your values list, diligence, integrity, assertiveness, whatever it might be, use those words. And then through these tasks and these tangible hows and whats, you're teaching them what that word means. So I really encourage the fostering of a vocabulary around responsibility very early. So they're really just flexing that muscle of using this word, or if they're pre-verbal, at least hearing this word and starting to connect to what does it look like? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we use it all the time. And actually, this this kind of links to my next point, which is we really use it a lot when we praise our mm. kids and when we're rewarding them. We talk a lot about like, wow, that was such a responsible choice, or thank you so much for being responsible for that. 
I really appreciate it. And I think that vocabulary piece is huge. And that is sort of the next thing I wanted to share, which is, you know, catch them when they're doing this, because your kids probably show more responsibility than than you think. And when they are making a responsible choice, when they are, you know, owning that responsibility, you know, responsible is a big word. It doesn't just encompass tasks, even though that's a great way to start, like 100%. You and I both agree that. But I think that even just making a responsible choice, like whether you're making a safe choice, right? You're out on the playground and, you know, you decided not to jump off of the big toy. Like, thank you for being responsible and making a responsible choice. Um, So looking at what are the ways in which your kids are showing those responsible behaviors and making sure you're catching it and praising it. Because again, that positive reinforcement is huge. The more they feel like, wow, you know, I am being told over and over again how responsible I am, the more likely they are to want to keep being responsible. So that that praise piece and the reward piece, you know, like I shared earlier, when you're seeing that a responsibility is happening over and over and over again, reward that. You know, I have just really noticed how responsible you have been around taking out the trash without being asked every week. That is so meaningful to us. We would like to offer you an extra 30 minutes a week of video games because we're just so impressed with how responsible that you've been. And we feel like you can handle a little bit more video games because you've shown us that you're responsible. And that link, right, of like one of the reasons parents, myself included, don't love to give unlimited access to video games is can we trust a kid to be responsible to take care of themselves, Mm -hmm. to make a healthy choice? Well, when they're showing you all this other responsibility, you can link that and say, you know, this tells me that you make responsible choices and I feel a lot more comfortable offering you this privilege because I now trust that you're going to be responsible. Yes. Yes, I couldn't agree more. That's so true, how it links to our confidence in handing out a privilege when we see that responsibility. And you're right. It's not just tasks. Responsible decisions, what a great example. I think another one, if you're looking for those more intangible things or you have older children, because I do think we often need to start with those tangible tasks when we're teaching responsibility. But another one that really comes up in our home with older is time management and being mm-hmm. responsible with maybe you said no to that extra show because you knew you had a lot of homework that night or you decided not to go to such and such event because you needed to study. And just that's a really great thing to, to latch onto and point out in that positive reinforcement that Kira was describing and say, wow, really appreciate your responsible choice about how to use your time this evening. And, and then again, reward that where appropriate. When you see a pattern developing that's positive, we want to really catch that. And that and that's kind of like, I mean, I think anybody likes that. We all we all kind of thrive on those kudos once in a while, right? I know I love occasional verbal affirmation, so I want to be doing oh, that for yeah. my kids. Well, and it comes back to that funnel that you talked about a long time ago on one of our episodes that really, if you think about like an upside down triangle, that we want to be increasing the freedom over time. And that's going to have all these benefits of first and foremost, a kid learning how to be an adult, which is number one, right? But number two, the relationship between a parent and child when you don't have to like rein things in, when you're sort of actually opening, 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 and that's a result of building that responsibility over time, that's going to also create a beautiful dynamic between parent and child. So why wouldn't we want that? No question that you absolutely do want it. And I guess my last little tip for you parents is just to be observing. We talk a lot about, you know, pay attention and watch and observe. And and I would encourage families to be observing and watching for those areas where they can 
hand off some responsibility. Because sometimes, just like Kira said, sometimes our kids are showing more responsibility than we're maybe dialed into. And sometimes they're showing us some readiness for responsibility that we're not always dialed into. So I encourage you as parents to be watching, oh, you know what? I'm noticing that this morning I came down a little later and they had already like fixed their breakfast. So maybe they're ready on those quicker weekdays when we just need to get out the door. They can get their own bowl of cereal and pour their juice or whatever. And maybe you were in, you know, maybe not on purpose and certainly not in a way that meant to be crippling, but you might have been helping in areas where you no longer need to help. And we want to be paying attention to what are those things that we can hand off over time and watching for that readiness. And it's hard. I'm telling you, just last week, I had a moment where I was internally white knuckling, like, am I ready to hand this kind of thing off? So I'll tell you, here's my RTOTD rabbit trail of the day from Dina. So my son just did a greenery fundraiser. He was selling wreaths and swags and centerpieces for the holidays. And I was really, really stressed out in the weeks following that fundraiser about him delivering the greenery. Like I wanted to go with him. And I was like, kind of, I, I noticed, I was like, I'm hovering. He already he already is a driver. He can easily get the address out of the school directory or whatever. And I needed to just let him do it. And so I did. I I went to the houses of the people I was friends with and wanted to say hi to. I'll totally admit. But then I just I let him do it. And it was great that I caught it before I had kind of helicoptered the whole thing, which I think we can do unintentionally. Right. And so it was great to just say, you know what? You still have these three wreaths to deliver. Let me know if you need any help with that. I made myself available, but I let him figure it out. And that's what I'm talking about is just kind of paying attention and checking ourselves to like, what could I maybe hand off? And it's awesome because not only does it come off our plate, but we get to see them step into that. And I think they often want to show us that they can do it too. So there's some motivation on their part to be like, oh, I'm getting handed this extra, extra responsibility and ownership of this task. I want to show that I can do it well. So yeah, my parent believes. Yes, me, right. Right. I I will never forget the year that my children's privilege that they asked for on their birthday was to be in charge of their own snack. I remember this. I was like, really? That's what you want? And they were like, yes. This was like the greatest gift to them in the <laughs> world that they don't have to ask for a snack that they can have the you know autonomy to choose when they have a snack. And I was like wow, okay, sure. Like, I don't know why it never crossed my mind. You know, it's like a great example of like, it's not like I was trying to like control their snacking. It was just, it didn't cross my mind that that would be something that would feel freeing to them, but it really did. And we had this with Rhiannon recently because she, that kid loves to bake and she now has this little baking business. And I mean, it's a whole kerfluffle. It's a flower filled experience. Mm -hmm. But anyway, really up until recently, I have participated. I'll do things like crack the egg because I have like an eggophobia, like I really hate raw egg. It freaks me out. Um, So I would like crack the egg for her and she would do all this other stuff. But like there were little pieces of it that I would still like hover over, just like you said. And then the other day she was like, I think I'm just ready to crack my own egg, mom. (laughs) I was like, okay. You know, and I white knuckled it the whole way, but she did amazing. And for her, her whole face lit up. Like I can now bake this whole thing from start to finish all by myself. Like what an empowering experience for her. So I, I, yeah, I think that that, that piece of handing off and delegating and watching for it and, and not being afraid to 
lean in. But then here's the other piece that I would add to that, which I know you'll agree with, is it's also okay to pull back. Yes. Like it is okay. There's nothing wrong with saying, you know, I we, you know, I thought that was something we were ready for. Maybe we're not. That's okay. Let's try again in a few months. You don't want to do it too much, but occasionally if you have to backtrack, that's okay. And occasionally if that's a consequence, that's okay. Like, you know, I really thought you were ready for this. It looks to me like maybe you're not. That's okay. But we're going to pull back on that privilege for right now. And once you've shown me that we're ready to try again, we will. 100%. Which is sort of what leads to my final point, which is slow and steady wins the race. Don't, you know, if you have older kids and you're like, shoot, responsibility, you know, don't throw 25 different responsibilities at them and expect that to be successful. Go one at a time. Give them something that they can own. Let them really sink into that and embed it. And then you can move on to the next thing. And so that can look however you want it to look. But slow and steady wins the race. And then you really do minimize the likelihood that you're going to have to pull back on something. But I will say, as a parent who has been slow and steady with responsibility, we definitely had one situation where I was like, you know, I thought we were ready for that or not. That's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, and let's try this other thing. So that balance is really important. But go slow. Don't expect them to just, you know, be able to do it all overnight. Build, build and build and build. And you will have that strong foundation to support it. Yeah. Like we always say, making a course correction doesn't make you a bad parent. It makes you an aware parent. So if you're seeing something and maybe you handed off something a little too soon, that's okay. And again, tying responsibility to privileges is so perfect. So it's also okay if they're not showing you that they can be responsible with the privilege that maybe maybe it goes away for a little bit. So those are so those are so intricately linked and important things. So to just review, we'll just kind of talk through what we've shared really quickly before we wrap up here. So I shared about the idea of giving kids ownership and letting them feel that weight of, hey, this is my job and feeling proud of that and how that links to their confidence in their own capability, not shying away from using the big vocabulary, using the word responsibility and responsible, and also just how important it is to be watching for those things that you might be ready to hand off and let your children be responsible for. Yep. Love it. And then I talked a little bit about linking responsibility and freedom or responsibility and privileges so that those those two things become embedded in a kid's mind of, you know, I, I have these responsibilities, but they give me these freedoms. Um, remembering to praise and reward them along the way. When you catch them being responsible, acknowledge it. It makes it that much more likely that they're going to want to be responsible again. Offer those privileges and those rewards to help them understand like, hey, because I showed I was responsible here, my parent now feels comfortable giving me, you know, ownership over this thing over here. And then finally, slow and steady wins the race. Don't overwhelm your kids. Go one thing at a time. It's going to help build their confidence and build your confidence (laughs) that they can do it. And you know what I love about that too is it lets them get mastery. So they're not just like, I'm okay at this and now you handed me three more things. They're like, I'm now excellent at this and I'm ready for the next thing. And I think that feeling of mastery, again, contributes to that confidence in their own capability. So those things are all kind of a big mesh. It's like a plate of spaghetti. All the noodles are touching each other. All these things are connected. So FFPs, we really hope that was helpful today to kind of not just revisit tasks or chores, but to flesh out responsibility as a construct. What does that actually mean? What does it look like? How can you work on implementing that in your home so that it becomes a really vibrant idea that your kids can grab a hold of as they move in their journey toward becoming adults? And we want you to be able to help them get there. So thank you so much for being with us. And we look forward to being back with you next time for another episode. 
Raising Adults is produced by Kira Dorian and Dina Thayer and recorded partially in Kira's laundry room, partially in Dina's under-the-stair coat closet. Editing by Allison Preisinger and music by Seattle band Hannah Lee. Thanks so much for listening.